Hello there. Welcome to the REI Friends podcast. I am so glad that you're here. If you're here, maybe you are like me and you're completely and utterly obsessed with real estate investing and you want to have many conversations and talk as much as, as you can about real estate investing. So that's why we are REI Friends. And today I'm so excited because I have a brand new REI friend and I know that by the end of our conversation, you are going to love her too. And we're going to learn a few things or a lot about her and hopefully she will inspire you and me to become real estate investors. Hi, Denise. Welcome. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so, so glad that you are here. And let's just get right into it. Can you tell us for people watching us a little bit about you if you were to introduce yourself who's who's Denise I am a real estate investor I own my own real estate business I am an author a speaker and a motivational coach I help women use their brilliance to journey into financial wealth with all the assets and skills and emotion that they already have inside of them to play a bigger game in life and take that action. So I wrote the book, Inhale Abundance, Exhale Bullshit, which became a number one bestseller. I have a podcast that is called Be Savage, Never Average. And it's all about getting into action for these women to be able to live their life that they are destined for. Oh my God, I love all of that. This is why we're going to be best REI friends, I can tell. <laughs> Just the title. I love the title of the book, but the subtitle is everything. Can you tell us what it is again? Yes, the book is called Inhale Abundance, Exhale Bullshit. And it's how to create that excitement and fun in your life by discovering your inner truth. So you never have to hold back and you can play that bigger game in life. Oh my God, I love it. It's so good. So I always tell my clients that most of the time their audience is a younger or earlier version of themselves. So you are an amazing woman. Was there ever a time that you struggled to become that person that you're helping today? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is exactly why I have been coaching for over 15 years. And my true passion and my love is coaching and helping these women believe in themselves that they are worthy and they are enough and they can do anything that they want to do and to be. And the reason being is because I struggled with that myself. It goes into it within my book. But one of the reasons why I love what I do and I take on all these different aspects is because those are little bits and characteristics of my little child that wanted to play big and do these things. But I held my own self back. You know, I lack self-worth. I lack self-confidence. Women, number one issue is imposter syndrome. You're thinking someone else has done it and you know you put that mask on. We're not willing to take our armor down and, you know, take off the mask and be who really who we are and I hope women do that because imposter syndrome and self-sabotage everything gets in our way we are so busy being in the doing and taking care of other people that we lose the sense of self of who we are and in turn what happens is that we've created this ourselves so we've created the own self-doubt and the un you know the unworthiness 
And the reality is that it's already inside of us. We just need to tap into that to be able to ignite our inner truths and light that fire inside of us. And what I say in my book, be savage, never average. Stop waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel and light that bitch yourself. Yes. Oh my God. I love all of that. I love, love, love that. Um, one of the things you said is that imposter syndrome, right? So I don't know where that comes from because um, of course we are amazing. Even if we just get up and start breathing in and out, we are so incredible. And I don't know if there are messages outside of us or within us that let us, that tell us that we are not, but somehow we absorb that, especially as women. So in what ways do you self-sabotage or do you, do you not think that you were big enough to do the amazing things that you're doing today? Well, that was in the past because I've been coaching on that and I work on the techniques, skills, and modalities that I teach other women and I practice them myself. So with the experiences, I've also reminded myself every day how amazing I can be and I am and also using my brilliance and tapping into that because we all can take action in our life which can build the momentum to give us the results. But unless we tap into our limited beliefs and the emotional mastery of how we feel, that is the one thing that holds us back and brings that imposter syndrome because we're so busy doing and taking care of other people that we forget about all our wonderful strengths. And the nice thing about being able to tap into that and looking at the things that are holding us back, like our limited beliefs that we're creating from our external environment, we are able to look at some of those weaknesses that we had that we basically labeled ourselves with and put all the self-sabotage and imposter syndrome on ourselves and realize that our weaknesses can actually become our strengths when we use the right techniques. I love that, absolutely. So going back to earlier you, earlier Denise, what was the limiting belief that uh, that you had when it come to being a real estate investor, if you had any? Oh, of course, of course, you always have to work through these. And one of the things is, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy, or I have to work so much harder. And it takes me so much more work and effort and everything is hard. It doesn't come to me easy. You know, I have to prove myself. You know, these are some of the limiting beliefs that I have placed upon myself. And I always thought, oh, I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't do that. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough help. And we have to look deeper as where that comes from. You know, what's blocking us from being able to achieve that? Is there something in the past that allowed us to believe that uh, circumstances in our life told us that we weren't good enough, that we weren't, you know, playing that bigger game, that we weren't worthy, that we had to work harder than the average person, that we had to prove ourselves. And really a lot of it comes down to, you know, the significance and the safety and the security that we want as women, you know? And we have to look at where that stemmed from, from our limiting beliefs in the past that we actually bought into to think that we had to believe that. And you know, when we are able to debunk that, which is one of my expertise to be able to see people's blind spots to help them look at where they came from and look at the truth of it. What is the truth of it, these limited beliefs? Where did they stem from? And is that your current reality? And are you willing to settle for that?
Is that what you want is to set up a complacency? Because, you know, there is so much out there that you can have. And when you tap into that belief and have that trust, the world is your oyster. I love that. I love that. You're willing to believe the lie. That is so awesome. Or settling for less. Because sometimes it's that safety, that safety of the known or this is what I have always done. This is what my family has done. There is safety in knowing what's going to happen, right? And the unknown is that scary part of how do I start in, in real estate investing? So how, how did you get started? you remember that first, that first property? I do. I do. There's many of them too. <laughs> it started probably about five years ago. And there was a home that, um, you know, needed some improvements and stuff. And I thought, you know, this isn't a home that I want to live in. But, you know, if we were to able to fix it up and, you know, make it conducive to fitting in within the neighborhood and meeting all, you know, the criteria of a really good makeover, a really good, you know, design that we could take down some walls and expand it and open it up to a lifestyle that was conducive for the neighborhood and the community, I thought that you know, we could put it back on the market and sell it and it would be beautiful and that's exactly what happened. And when we took that first step with the other one, I looked at it and said, oh my gosh, there's so much potential in these. It was so much fun. It was such a learning lesson for what you don't know. And then I also looked at you know, the money that was left on the table with you know, being in real estate. I hadn't had my license in the first one and I thought, wow, you know, you can have, you know, different streams of income by what you do with this and being able to evaluate it. So, you know, you went in a little bit scary. And of course, you know, the number one thing, if you want to get yourself to the next level, you got to invest in yourself before you invest in anything else. And as scary as it might be, you know, we women can invest in a new home, we can invest in a new car, we can invest in our kids' activities, you know, but the last thing that you're going to do and believe that you should do is invest in yourself. And I'm telling you, that is the turning point of your life. So I myself, as a coach, I always have a coach. I invested in a coach for investment, put tons and tons of money in it, went in scared shitless and came out happier than ever. And I went with that and I was diligent about really doing the work and going in and, you know, now I can walk into a home and tell you within five, 10 minutes of what the repair estimates are going to be and visualize what it will be turning out to be. And then I get to choose. Do I want to put it back up for sales? Do I want to keep it for passive income? You know what I want. So there's options. And, you know, I never look at it as a problem. It's always an opportunity. Something always comes out of it. That is so awesome. So that first property, you bought it. You did not live in it. You, you bought it to rent. Do you keep it? I actually fixed it up and I, I, I flipped it. I actually turned it into a profit and sold it. Okay. I did. Which did you do it by yourself? Did you have a partner or did you do it by yourself? You know, the interesting thing is the first one I did have a partner with, um, which was my husband. He's a builder and a contractor um, and was kind of giving me some tools as I was going through investment. And then I found my second and then I found my third. And he was so busy doing his own thing that he looked at me and he goes, okay, this is yours. He goes, this is your baby. So um, he goes, you own it you do it and so ever since then you know after those that first property i've been doing them on my own as a matter of fact as we speak 
I'm actually in South Carolina where my investment, my, my latest investment property is that I purchased, but I live in Minnesota. So I actually bought an investment property down here and I am redoing the bathrooms, putting up a wall, adding a fourth bedroom. So I'm meeting with the contractors right now, but yeah, I live in Minnesota. So it doesn't matter where you find the properties, you know, if it fits your needs, you can find them. Yeah, that is so awesome. And I love that you are using what you have available. And I know some people feel that because they're new, they have to be a hero and do it all by themselves. I love that you decided to leverage what you already had and having a, a, a husband that's a builder, a contractor, that's huge, but then partner it with someone so you don't have to take that huge burden of doing it yourself. So how, do you remember how much you bought the house for and how much you put in for the repairs? Roughly. Yes, the first home that we had purchased was probably, it was a foreclosure. So I bought that one probably about in the $200,000 range. We put about $75,000 into it and then we sold it for upper close to $400,000. Amazing. Yeah, so for the first one, it sounds like a home run. You guys mm -hmm. started and you were able to put in that money and sell it. That is amazing. So. What was it? You mentioned something. It's funny because the last guest that we had, he was also a real estate, uh, a realtor as well. So there might be something to this, right? So you did the first one. You said you had so much fun. How much time was there between the first home, the first project and the second project? So the first project, um, the first project probably we did stuff on the outside too. So that was probably about three to four months by the time from start to finish, by the time, you know, we had it back on the market. And I was already looking into my second project at the time. And I knew that because I was end up doing this by myself, um, I had to take a step back in terms of how much I could take on. Because, you know, let me be very clear to you people who are gonna be in the investment. It's not all rose petals. You have to know what you're doing. Not every single transaction is going to work out exactly how you've worked your numbers because there's things that come up and you need contingencies in there. And that's a whole nother ballgame once you get into it. Um, but you always have to be a step ahead in terms of what your return on investment is, you know, your finances, where they're coming from, how much you're going to need to put in, what you're going to be put down. And so I had to gauge myself because, you know, once I got the first one started and then basically told I was on my own, you have to really realize what your bandwidth of what you can do and how much is on your plate and what needs to go into it. And let me tell you, I don't recommend anybody doing it alone. You know, that's why we have coaches, that's why we have mentors, that's why, you know, we have other people. Sphere of influences is the biggest thing. And so I always surrounded myself with that. You know, I personally run my business by myself, but, you know, obviously you can't fix it up by yourself. Um, you know, there's different components of where I would really highly encourage people to get that support and things that they can do on their own. But you know what? Think about it. You know what? It takes a village to raise children to run a business and to invest. So I don't want anybody to be misled because I'm a straight shooter. I tell the facts. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is, you know? 
there's high points and low points and there's good points and it's a big risk thing. And when you take it and they pay off, they pay off good. But sometimes there's, you know, things that don't pay off really well, you know, but you've got to be able to have the, the mindset and you also have to have the knowledge, skills and strategy with the support that come together to put, to make these work. Yeah, and I, I think that is so important. I think um, sometimes we think because we want to do something that we have to take it all on. And I so value what you said. There are people that have done this hundreds, maybe thousands of times. Leverage that. Even if you pay them, get a partner, have a friend that's done it before, but make sure that you know your numbers, like you said. It's, it's so important. And then you also said something about bandwidth. Because as women, and me as a competitive person, I know that I want to be doing things the day before yesterday. Okay, I don't know about you, right. but that's me. And sometimes we measure ourselves by people that have been doing something for a very long time, and we want to be doing things at the rate and at the level that somebody else is already doing, and that will do you a disservice. I recently read that you really want to enjoy, the, the, the goal is not getting somewhere, the goal is enjoying the journey, and I love that so much because sometimes we might forget why we started doing something in the first place so right yeah and if you're not passionate about what you're doing i don't recommend doing it. if you're not into it and have the passion for it because you know it takes a strong mindset where you've got to be able to put your ego aside and you've got to be able to be vulnerable to really realize where it is crunching the numbers knowing exactly what you know you want it to be and turn out and you know does it fit within you know what your investment and your end result or outcome is right does it fit into the community what you're doing how much prepare and work is it is it worth it right right and it's it's so good to know that and to also understand that you have to have that that determination you said that not everything is going to work out perfectly and that not everything is roses right so and you, it, i think this is what you said that you don't look at things as problems. So can you think of something that came up that was quote unquote a problem, but you were able to work through because you didn't quit? Oh, for sure. I mean, every single situation, there's always something that maybe you didn't foresee or that is you get into the design phase of remodeling or reconstructing that um, wasn't something that you had anticipated. Um, I've had, you know, multiple properties, like this one that I'm working on now, we're adding a different bathroom, and there's a couple different options that we can consider for the design of the bathroom. And one happened to be, I walked in right away and I saw the washer and dryer, so of course I looked for, you know, the plumbing and the water and everything, and I thought, oh, this would be a perfect expansion for a bathroom. And um, if worst case scenario, you know, I can make the half bath, put a small little shower in and whatnot, but what you didn't foresee is you got the contractors in there and when we saw the plumbing, they're like, yeah, you could probably put a bathroom here. There's the water line and everything. But then when you get the plumber in there, you didn't realize the half slab only gives you two feet to be able to get in there and do it. Well, that's gonna cost you a whole ton of money to be able to redo that plumbing. And is that the best situation to put? Would it be better to put it in the half bath where you basically can move some of like the water heater and everything? you gotta weigh it out, right? But you didn't foresee that there was a slab underneath there that no one was aware of because there was plumbing and you're like, okay, I can get water to it. That's a great bathroom hookup. But what's underneath that you don't know, right? 
So you always have to be open to be able to find other possibilities and ways that can make things work. And you also have to be willing to say, here's my budget, how can I stick within it? And how can I make the best return on my investment based on what the market is? If I add another bathroom or if I add another bedroom, it increases the value, but how much do I have to put into it to get the value out of it, correct? that it sounds like you need so many skills it's not just having the money and the time but you also need many skills did you find that the skills from your previous lives or professions uh, helped you to be a better real estate investor well I think that there's always skills in life that you take with you that you can improve upon and learn and grow to be able to expand and there's different people and spheres of influences as you learn and grow that you surround yourself with. So therefore you gain more knowledge. And that's another reason why I'm so adamant about, I'm passionate about coaching to help and teach people because my mission and my passion is to help every woman succeed. If they're willing to do the work and put it in and invest in themselves, guarantee. But that's exactly goes according to your question. Is there one thing in my previous experience that took me to it? Well, it is whole mindset. You know, if she can do it, I can do it. That's so good. That is so good. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so good to see other people doing what they're doing and for you to share your journey because you never know who it's your, has your background because uh, that's why representation is amazing like we were talking before we started recording there's a lot of men in real estate investing a lot of men and yes there are women but not as many so it, it was nice to have younger ones older ones women of color white women women that are mothers women that are single women that are divorced why because that way people women can feel represented and like oh my god she her story sounds like mine then if she's doing it more than likely i can do it too Right. And, you know, for all those women out there, just know you are not in competition with anyone except for yourself. I was a single mom that raised two kids for over 10 years by myself and worked the two jobs. And there are so many things that I learned. You know, fearlessly independent does not serve you. You need to be, the hardest thing for women is to ask for help. And do you know what? We have it all out there. We just have to know that it is safe to ask for help. And I teach women how to do that so that they have what they want. And this isn't any different. You can pick yeah. up, you can learn, you can learn. I love that. I love that so much. Somebody gave me homework once because they realized, I don't know if it was a coach, that I had a little bit of problem asking for help. It's just like, okay. And I was traveling a lot at the time before the world changed. Okay, next time you get on a plane, and I always have a carry-on, um, have somebody help, let somebody help you bring it up. And then when you land, help somebody get it down and I was like but I, I am more than capable like, I know you are but this is an exercise for you to be vulnerable and ask for help and I did it and it was so hard because I and it takes it's longer right it's out of my control I don't know if they'll say yes or no I don't know how they're gonna do it and I did not die <laughs> I got help and that vulnerability helps so much because it got me out of my comfort zone. So for sure, asking for help, and especially being honest, maybe reaching out to another investor that you like. I have made 
uh, many REI friends just by watching their content or, or asking a follow-up question to one of uh, their videos and introducing myself, maybe uh, offering my services. I have learned a lot by just saying, hey, I'm new and I'm learning. Absolutely, vulnerability is key. It's so key. And when we can ask for help, you'll be amazed, amazed at where it can take you. Because it might not be exactly how you wanted the help, but you got it and you learned something to grow and expand. Absolutely. So let me ask you this before I ask you a follow-up question. What does your portfolio look like today? Are you doing mostly um, you? Are you flipping or are you keeping the homes? Do you have a mix? What, what are you doing today? I have one home that I rehab that's sitting on 4.5 acres that I rehabbed and I'm renting out until I split the lot and then or build more homes on it. I have three rental properties and then this fourth one in South Carolina that I currently am rehabbing and I will also rent that out. So I will have a total of four or five. And then I have the expansion of the extra land that I will be developing on. And then I also, as a real estate agent, am opening up a new development and the two models are going up and they will start in, well, they're being built right now, but they're for sale. And I'll have a total of, when it's finished, 152 homes. That's it. <laughs> You are doing it all. And you have a husband. He, yes, he owns a power sport. He owns four power sports stores, 12 developments, a golf course. And wow. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, so, yeah. And you have a business. Three. <laughs> three. Oh, God, that is amazing. So the follow-up question that I had was, how do you decide, because there's many different ways that people can invest in real estate. How do you decide to go with this strategy of rehabbing and then um, having rental properties? So it depends on the type of house it is, whether it's you know a condo, if it's a townhome, if it's a home in a desirable area. It depends on, you know, I look at the numbers, how much it's gonna cost to purchase it and to rehab it and what kind of ROI I would get on it. If it's something that I can buy and hold, there's a burr method out there where you can buy it and then rehab it and um, rent it out and then refinance it. And you can have a, you know immense passive income on it. So I have to look at the property. I have to look at what needs to be put in it. And I have to look at where the breaking point would be if it would be beneficial to me. So some I can look at and say, yeah, I just want to rehab that, put that back on the market. Others like, hmm, that might be a good rental, depending on what needs to be involved to fix it up and to make it look good. I love it. I love it that you're having that flexibility of I'm gonna look at this deal and then I'm gonna let the numbers dictate the neighborhood and all the things dictate what I do instead of um, deciding on one technique only like doing birds only or doing uh, flip or doing buying property, rehabbing it um, and then selling it and then 1031ing that um, the proceed, proceeds to the other one. So there's many different ways but you sound like you've been very flexible. Um, at the beginning of the, our conversation, you said that 
when you did the first or the second deal, you noticed that there was money left on the table. Is that when the little light bulb went off in your head that you said, maybe I should become a real estate investor? Or were you thinking about that before that? I had actually simultaneously considered it when I went through some in, of my investment masterclasses and I saw the strategies that are involved and the things that you need to consider to be where you want to have passive income and for how long and where you want to build it to. And then I looked at the numbers as I was looking at a property, knowing how much can be invested in it, and then also putting in the costs, such as real estate fees, such as, you know, some contingencies, closing costs, everything. And when I looked at the numbers for, you know, what you're paying in and out for real estate, I thought I could do that. That's what I thought. And it could be, you know, what I got for it to be done in the house. Exactly. How can I continuously reinvest my money? How can I make it work for me? Because, you know, assets are sexy. Yes, they are. Yes. As are these amazing conversations with brilliant people that are where we want to be or uh, are leading the way, which I'm so, so grateful. So let me ask you this personal question. If it's too close, if it's too personal, you can tell me to butt out. But when it, came, when it came to finances, did you have the initial money to buy that property? Are you using, are you leveraging other people's money? Are you using a bank? Are you using a partner? How did you get started and how do you fund your projects now? Ah, uh, this is a fabulous question. I always tell people I get high on opium. And they're like, what? They're like, you do drugs? I'm like, I do other people's yes. money. I get high on other people's money. And I love it. So first starting out, it, it varies. It's going to go in a cycle in terms of where you see it, where your own personal needs are. I know for my first investment was myself because I knew if I invested in myself, I could make that work. And that was a personal investment, you know, that I ended up just going in scared shitless and saying, I'm making this work. And so, no, I put that all on credit cards that I didn't have. And I was determined that I was making this work and I was gonna pay that off. And I was paying that off through my first purchases for um, the rehabs or whatever property that I bought. And also through having my real estate license you know so no I had to put you know leverage my own credit to do that and um, then you know use lines of bank or other people's money to be able to find the rehab portion that I was putting in to do the makeover or the rehab on the house so I've done a little bit of both and then I got to the point where I was able to pay my private money lenders back and with a significant interest, which was a win-win for both of us because they got more money than they would have had if it was sitting in a bank of what they were giving them. And then I was able to fix and flip these and have a return on my investment that I have a little bit to be able to go into my next property. I've also done it in a fact where I bought low, we have rented it out, created so much equity that I was able to refinance that, pull that money out to buy my next property. So you can get creative in all different ways.
I love that. Thank you so much for answering that. I asked for several reasons. One, because I'm a nosy parker, okay? <laughs> Two, because I think talking about money, we just gotta normalize talking about money, asking those questions, of course, with respect, but asking in the right setting, because sometimes money is taboo, especially when you're talking about something as intimate as your finances. But I love what you did, which is my strategy, is funding your own project first, almost like having a lot of skin in the game, kind of like proving it to yourself, I got this, I can do this. And then with that, leverage your next your next project or projects. And I love the fact that you're using other people's money, that you're using private lenders, because I think maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, private lenders got a really bad rep, and I think they ruined it for a lot of them. I think there's a lot of um, right steps in place today. Of course, you have to do your due diligence, not what you're signing and all of that, but it just looks like it's so much easier to get private lenders because, like you said, they're not making any interest about having that money in the bank, but private lending that money to an investor like yourself, they get their money pretty quick, which is awesome. And they get interest. Right. Well, that also goes around to what you just said about people's limited beliefs around money. And when you can get to the root of that and actually see where the history is and debunk those, which is a lot that I coach about that money mindset and stuff to be able to see money is just energy. You know, there's no difference between a penny and a hundred dollar bill. The universe doesn't know the difference. It's what you're going to believe in terms of it and what you want to do with it and how you're going to view it and leverage it. Absolutely. And also it's that nearness. You know what they say? Um, if you have five broke friends, you're going to be four broke friends. You're going to be the fifth one. If you want to be in good shape and you're hanging out with people that are riding pelotons and they're doing 5Ks and they're eating keto, whatever healthy diet they're doing, you're going to be the fifth fit friend. So that's why here at our EI Friends, I want us to hang out. I want us to have these great conversations. So just by the nearness, but by proximity, you have no choice but to see that this is just a choice that you make. You make calculated risks and you learn, educate yourself. And then before you know it, you'll be you'll be able to call yourself a real estate investor. And that's the whole point, at least for the people that are watching this, this podcast. Absolutely. Do it scared. Do it shitless. Go in, do it. Take that risk. You'll never regret it. Yeah. So I wonder, I am so familiar with doing things scared. I do things scared every single day. Um, I think I got used to it by now because... I, I understand that fear is just a big fat liar. And yeah. <laughs> I love the word no. Somebody tells me no, they this should know right now. Don't tell me that I cannot do something because that just makes me more determined just to prove that person wrong and because I'm really um, a hard head. So how were you able to jump into the unknown, even though your, 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 your husband was in the business and I know that you're a coach now, but at the very beginning, how did you talk to yourself or the fear so you can move forward and, con and, and con begin and finish that first project? The leverage of language is huge. And for me, I've had the skills for being able to coach for so long and working with men in a men dominated industry and other areas, you learn to disseminate between the ego and the real self in terms of the humanity, in terms of what it is. So you gotta leverage the language. And going back to what we were talking about, about imposter syndrome and also taking the mask off, what do you wanna believe? 
what do you want to have? You know, who are you talking to yourself? If the inner critic comes up, you know, you've got to be able to know that that's not really who I am. Who I am is a person of integrity, of value, that, you know, I am worthy and I am capable and I can do this and I'm amazing and this will turn out fine. Right, I love that. You just got, you got to speak what you want. It's almost like you're speaking it into existence by just speaking your outcome. Right. Just speaking your outcome. I love Right. If you lack it, you're going to get more lack of. If you want yeah. to bring it on, bring it on because it's coming. Come hither. It's, you know, more coming. Yes. yes, yes. I love that. I love, love, love that. So let me ask you a question as we're wrapping up. Um, what do you see next? So you, you're doing this project. Um, which is very exciting in another state. How did you, how do you branch out to another state? How, how do you decide it was that somebody brought up that, that deal to you, you found it or you know that you wanted to go to other states? No, I know that living in Minnesota, it's very cold, you know, so any place that, you know, I can escape the winter and find, you know, deals and places that I'm aware of people or contractors or know where I can use my resources and help. I'm also licensed in the state of Maryland. So I'm licensed in the state of Minnesota and Maryland, but I'm also with a broker that I'm worldwide. And knowing that I could work worldwide, and if I wanted to take off the winter, I can, and still make an income in seven different areas, I'm all about it. And when people are privy to, you know, where you want to be and where you can find your resources and help, I'll look into it. I mean, there's no limitations because you can find, it's it's about your network. It's about growing it, knowing where people are, what they can do, who you trust. And if there's a world, there's a way. Right, and just removing the limits. It's like you have yeah. to move, you, you're not looking like this. You're like, I'm a real estate investor. I am a woman. I'm amazing. I know people. People always need to live somewhere, right? That That is a given. People have to live somewhere and it's, money has to be made. It might also be made by you. And I've sold homes and purchased um, investment properties in other states. Um, Illinois, Florida, South Carolina, Maryland, Minnesota. It, it doesn't matter, you know? Right. Just because, just because they have the United States map and they put this line saying this is a border, yeah. that's a limitation that people think that you can't cross. I think you you're right. Go anywhere. I think you're right. I think, especially for brand new real estate investors, they might have so many limiting beliefs or so many lies. Um, maybe somebody tried something and I just realized someone really close to me uh, is being afraid for me. I'm not afraid, but this person is afraid for me because of an experience that they had in their own journey. And I wasn't even aware of that. And I was like, that is so powerful. So that's why you always have to be very careful who you share your dreams with and desires. And it may not come from a place of um, meanness or evil at all. It's just their own fears, their own past experiences, things they have read or seen somewhere. And they might try to pass that on you out of trying to protect you. So just what you said about um, the, those those limits or those things, right. they, they're not real. Well, and that's where, like I said, a lot of my coaching comes in. You gotta stay in your own lane. Yeah. You know, what other people, what other people think of me is not my business. It is not my business and you know, whatever they have to say or the fears that they wanna pass on to me, that's their issue. I'm right here, I stay in my lane, I own my shit, I'm vulnerable. I, you know, 
I, I own it. There's no blaming. There's no excuses. There's no judgment. I am me. I love that. I don't know if you've seen the, the reel that's going around um, so, saying something about, um, I don't care what you think about me. And anyway, why are you thinking about me? <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're probably thinking, um, I want to be drinking what she's doing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're too busy building. I don't have time to be thinking about what yes. anybody else is doing. So yeah, I'm, too, I'm too busy impacting lives to make other people successful, living my passion and investing and, you know, creating lifestyles that people love. I don't have time. Right, and most of the time they're not really thinking about you. They're thinking about how what you're doing might affect them or make them look bad. So in reality, at the end of the day, it's not even thinking about you. It's really at the end about them. So, right, exactly, because whatever we start starts and begins with us. Yes. So it sounds like, which I already know, there's a lot of mindset work that has to be done if you want to conquer. We're talking about real estate investing, but it really applies to anything in life. How do you begin, of course, working with a coach helps. I, I'm a firm believer in working with a coach, but what can our listeners and people watching do to up their their mindset game or, or to identify what issues they may have? Do you have any resources on your website that people can go um, and, and get to work on their mindset? No, there's definitely freebies that I give away and they can always contact me or uh, there's a contact link on my website, www.deniseoster.com and they can, there's a contact, get in touch with me, have a free strategy call and I also do a one-time evaluation, it's a pivotal breakthrough session where I can give you three of your strength skills and three of your limiting skills where you can actually take that with you to play that bigger game and be able to put into action your desires. So um, there's different things. I do have free, I have a free Sassy Success Starter Kit that goes through five of the different skill sets that you'd be able to leverage in order to get your mindset right in that area. But if you think about it, it doesn't matter what industry anybody's in. Mindset is 98% of the game. You master that, you can master anything. Techniques, skills, anything, you can Google that all day long. But you can't Siri or Google yourself. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. So we'll make sure to put all your contact information in the in the links on the show notes. So anybody watching or listening will be able to get those. But I think this conversation alone is going to help so many people see that they can do it as well. Sure. In that just like everything in life, I I just know that um, many people watching or listening are parents, too. And with parenthood, you can plan. I remember planning. I I had a plan and everything was going to happen a certain way nothing okay nothing happened that way and my daughter is still going to college in a couple months and she's alive and i'm alive and we are the better for it so you can plan have the best intentions and you're still gonna be fine we grew so much because of that and i think it's the same with you embarking on something new things are gonna go sideways and you're still gonna be okay yeah and if you're real passionate about it that's really the thing that you want then you're more apt to do the work. And when you do the work, you will be able to see the results. You'll be able to learn the world. I think so too. I'm so excited. So let me ask you the final question, the one that I know a lot of people always look forward to. Um, Looking back, 
pre-real estate investing. What do you know today that you will have loved to tell your earlier version? Before I got into investing? Before you got, like things, yeah. Oh, my my pre-investing days and my pre-real estate and everything is, and especially coming from a woman who, you know, um, obviously, you know, we all have, you know, shit that happens to us and, you know, you have difficult times and stuff like that. I just, you don't have to do it alone. You, you know, really, if you want that help, it's out there for you. You just have to ask, take off the mask, be who you are, and your life will be so much fun, so much freedom, and so much financial wealth. Oh my God, I love that. I think you have helped so many people today, sharing your journey, being your authentic self. I love what you're doing. I'm excited about your project. I'm definitely going to make sure to check out your podcast. We'll put your podcast show on the show notes as well. I want to know about what you end up doing with that huge lot. If you end up uh, selling it, if you're going to build there. It sounds amazing. South Carolina is beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to my audience, to encourage and share your wisdom. Um, I know it's going to be payback twofold, if not more. Thank you so much for your time. It's such a pleasure to just expand and grow and collaborate and network with so many wonderful people. So thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure, guys. I'd love to stay connected. I can't wait. Yes, yes, we will for sure. Stay right there, guys. Thank you so much for listening or watching. I'm so glad that you decided to be my REI friend. I want to hear from you how you're doing, where you are in your real estate journey. I know that you're going to kill it and I want to hear about it. I'll see you next week with another amazing REI friend. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it.